I'm a zombie. I've been bitten. You're listening to the survival podcast for zombie nerds everywhere. Zombies Ate My Podcast. Hello and welcome to Zombies Ate My Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Murphy, and joining me today, as always, is the busy zombie lord, Alu Page. How's it going, Lou? It's going. Mm. Are you excited for what we're going to talk about tonight? Because I have some opinions. Yes, we have a whole gambit of conversation planned for everyone tonight, and that gambit includes a lot of zombie stuff. But before we get into that, although this has a zombie flavor to it, uh... Extra Life. It's back. We do this every year. We promote uh, my campaign to raise funds for Sick Kids uh, Foundation and the Toronto, and we are doing it again with Extra Life. And I, I messaged Lou. I said, Lou, what should we do this year as a special promotion for Zombies Ate My Podcast listeners? Because I'm a little stumped. We could go back to the old hat and maybe try to jump back into Resident Evil 7 because I never did finish it. Um, we had a lot of fun with that last year, but I, I wanted to do something, I wanted to go back to what we were doing before, where we were providing content for the show as a reward, uh, for donations. And you had a great idea, and I want you to, I want you to sort of share the concept of it, and then we'll go into details. Sure, because I used to do Extra Life, I don't do that anymore. (laughs) I'm too old. I'm not staying up 24 hours and playing video games for charity anymore. My body won't let me. But... In the past, I've joined him on stream, and we've played games, and we've done other things, and we've done stuff like that. Um, And that's fine. I may actually still join him for some of his gaming when he does Mm -hmm. his marathon. But my idea was uh, we once did an episode where – once did a donation segment here where donations, the more money he got, the more crappy Resident Evil movies he had to watch. (laughs) Yeah, I remember that. And we, we we did the whole gambit. I think we had enough donations to watch all six. Uh, all seven. Se- oh, my gosh. Are there seven? I think so. Ugh. I'm pretty sure it said seven. If not, it's it felt like seven. <laughs> well, um, I think I think you started to watch them, and, and then you didn't. You, I, I gave up about halfway through. Yeah. Well, they get... I they The Resident Evil films start as in every other movie is okay, and then and then they're just all bad. <laughs> yeah, the last three are just bad. Yeah, yeah. But in that vein, I thought of the idea that if we can get a get Ryan a minimum donation of fifteen dollars, mm-hmm. uh, we'll watch a movie of your selection. The only caveat is the movies must be easily obtainable. Mm-hmm. We must be able to rent or stream them on some kind of service. Yeah, um, and. And I only say that because in the past when we have gotten requests for films, we've gotten some really obscure foreign film requests <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, uh, that literally I'm not pirating to get these. I want to make that perfectly clear. Yeah, And uh, if that's how I have to get these films or I have to buy a $100 DVD, we will not be watching them. Yeah, um, and we're a podcast. Uh, like we we try to keep things legit. We are recording this and putting it on the internet, so we try to like rent and stream where we can. Uh, Netflix, Amazon Prime, uh, those are services both available in Canada as well as the U.S. and And don't feel like you have to make sure this is available in Canada somehow. I mean, I can figure it out whether I have to rent it or most of this stuff will be rentable. Um, and uh, we were talking pre-show about sort of the logistics and whatnot. And $15 donation is the minimum, but you can stack it. So let's say you put in $45 in your donation. You can put three movies into your comments to let us know uh, what you would like us to watch. And again, the only caveat is that it has to be easily obtainable. I mean, I'm totally fine with rewatches. It's been probably years, maybe. No, it's it's been a while. I think this year we did one sort of movie watch. Uh, so I don't think there's a problem in us sort of dipping back into the back catalog. Um, no. new movies. Uh, I think if it's a theater uh, I, movie, we got to be careful with that, but yeah. 
I'm open to it as long as you're fine waiting until we've had a chance to see it. We're um, probably spoiler for even if you're going to donate, we probably will be talking about Zombieland two when it comes out. I think mm-hmm. both of us plan on at least trying to get to the theater to see it. Um, I know I am going to try and see it. I just don't know if I'll be able to get to it the week it la- the the weekend it comes out. I might not be able to see it till the following week. Yeah, I'm due up for a another solo movie uh, trip. Uh, last one I did was Star- uh, Spider Man far from home and i really enjoyed it it was a lot of fun to just go out and you know be calm and watch a movie i i think zombie land 2 might be the perfect follow-up solo trip and the only reason being ashley doesn't watch these films and they're not suitable for kids so and my kids are very young like we go to see the paw patrol movie that's their jam but um, um yeah Tell them what our other idea is here. Yes. Yeah, so again, like stackable $45 gets you to suggest three movies. But again, this is all for charity. This is for the kids. 100% of this goes to the kids. You donate through extra-life.org slash participant slash Ryan Murphy. Uh, we'll have links in the show notes. But donate over $50. And again, it all stacks. So if you go up to 60 anything over 50 you get your... Uh, your your choices as well as uh, an audio commentary of one, one of your picks. The- yeah, that's a that's a good, important note. One of your picks, and um, I'm not married to the idea of like us having to pick it, but we will probably do some you know research on which one would make a good audio commentary. But again, you're donating. This is for you. If you feel that there's one you would really love us to do an audio commentary for, I'm open to suggestions. Um, yes. But that this should give everyone some amazing options to uh, make us watch films, easily obtainable films. And the deadline is December 31st. And I will say that donations are open now. You can go in and donate and get your suggestions in. And if you uh, if you suggest some fairly easily obtainable ones, we can start very soon, as in in the next couple weeks. So yeah. um, you won't have to wait until 2020 to to hear the uh, the fruits of your donations. Um, you'll be able to do that right away. Uh, but that's going to do it for Extra Life. Remember, uh, click on the links in the show notes. Go to our website for more details. But you can also type in extra-life.org slash participant slash Ryan Murphy. Uh, I might get a short URL for next episode. I might try to remember that. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Okay, well, let's look at the news. Now that we've gotten through the big news, let's talk about the zombie news. Uh, Zombieland Double Tap, we just spoke about Zombieland 2, will introduce new zombies. Uh, So this movie is out literally in a week, so next Mm -hmm. Friday. And they are talking about the fact that they're introducing um new new zombies that we have may this, not have seen this, before this was all news to me mm-hmm. because in all honesty i've been on a blackout about mm-hmm. this movie um i watched the trailers and then i've not paid attention to any of the news i've not tried to read what anybody's been saying anybody that's been on tv or been interviewed i've ignored them i want to go into this movie not knowing anything I'm usually the guy that likes to know all the spoilers. I want to go into this movie knowing nothing. Yeah. No, it's really interesting. Um, this, so wait, do you want me to talk about it? <laughs> go, no, no, I've read the articles. So oh, okay, I know perfect, perfect. So, uh, and, and, and I believe the second trailer hints at some of it. Yeah, I haven't really watched a lot. I haven't tracked down all the trailers. I know I've seen a couple. Um, but this news story talks about the fact that this is a film taking place 10 years after the first one. And they talk about the zombies and the different classifications. So there, there, there are the homers, which are the dumber zombies, sort of the shambling, you know, mumbling ones. And then there are ninjas, which are a little bit more crafty and they might sneak up on you. Uh, there are the hawkings, who are the smarter zombies. And then they talk about uh, a zombie that hasn't been met before called the T-800, a name, obviously, from Terminator. This is the more dangerous, threatening form of zombie. If I had to make a comparison to, say, Resident Evil, I might actually point towards, um, you know, stars, uh, nemesis. Nemesis you know. or a tyrant. 
Yeah. And again, like, it's funny that they say never before seen, but that's the first thing that pops into my head. Uh, maybe this will obviously, hopefully be a little bit different from, from Tyrant or, uh, Nemesis, but it certainly sounds like, uh, that's, that's the closest analog in the zombie world. Yeah. What do you you think about this? I I agree. I agree. I think that this is going to be the closest thing we get to a left for dead movie. Mm -hmm. And I'm okay with that. Mm. I'll take it. Yeah, because the first one really just had the one kind of zombie, right? Yep. Yeah. And 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 this one, it's going to go in a little bit different direction, and that's fine. Uh, it's going to give us lineups for more jokes. That's what I'm waiting for. I mean, I'm not going into this movie expecting it to be a horror movie. I'm going into this movie expecting it to be a comedy yeah. with horror elements. Oh, man, I, I can't wait. I'm really looking forward to uh, to seeing this film. Because I think it's, uh, I think we need it. We need some good zombie content. I think we need some good zombie content that's comic relief Mm -hmm. and not all serious. Because I feel like lately, all the zombie content has been, oh, here's this super serious thing. Oh, here's this thing that's going to make you think about politics. Oh, here's this thing that's going to make you think. I just want to watch people running through the streets, laughing and joking and blowing away zombies. Mm-hmm. That would make me happy. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that's what we're getting here. I absolutely believe that is the case. It looks like a lot of fun, and again, that opens next Friday. So definitely get your tickets because it looks like a fun ride. Um, and Lou, that there ends the non-Walking Dead portion of our show. Um, Boo! I feel like I have to note that now. Um, we'll we'll have we have a listener email um, that we'll go over later on in the episode. Uh, and i just thought it'd be funny to say yeah this ends the walking dead portion of our, or the non-walking dead portion let's get into the walking dead portion as we talk about the walking dead vr game saints and sinners which will let you fight zombies and humans alike in new orleans um and again this is a vr game it's coming out for oculus rift that's the only platform they've announced it for and yeah i as far as i know you don't have a vr uh setup nope. do you lou Nope. So, so this doesn't interest you at all, does it? <laughs> not at all. Um, I, and I may not have a VR headset, but being as I'm into video games just as much as Ryan is, mm-hmm. I just don't have a podcast about it like he does. True. Um, uh, I think it's a telling thing that the only thing they've announced this for is Facebook, Oculus Rift. Mm-hmm. Um tells me that this is something that facebook just threw a lot of money at yeah this was probably something that was an idea they had and we're like eh, it's gonna be expensive and then facebook went walking dead's really really popular let's throw a lot of money at it that will get people to buy more oculus yeah well oculus rift uh is the you know the leading front runner for vr tech but you're right it's a it's a type of video game technology uh, that is highly subsidized by publishers in the sense that your games are coming out are sought after. And that could be a good thing or a bad thing. A good thing in the sense that sometimes the extra money creates a really solid product. A bad thing in the sense that you only get a solid product uh, for your new tech uh, every six months. Um, this game is going to be coming out early 2020. So January 2020 it takes place in New Orleans 15 hours of gameplay, and I'm going to tell you why that's probably the worst thing about this. Uh, I ha- I do have a VR headset, and I've played a lot of games on it. And the most fun I've had in VR are the short experiences that you can jump in, enjoy with friends in a group setting, jump out, and move on to the next. Um, I don't know if I want to put myself in the zombie apocalypse for that long, in, in that much isolation. Like, that's... The cool thing about VR are the cool little experiences that you you experience for maybe 10, 15, 20 minutes. And you're like, man, I just tore a bunch of robots apart and used some sweet guns and did some like karate moves. That was amazing. Um, and that game launched with the VR headset. It was um, Robo Recall. Amazing. So I couldn't, I don't see myself buying this and then finishing it, but I could see myself maybe looking into it and and enjoying a demo to see what it's like. But um, the other thing about VR is that the second the gameplay doesn't hold up 
and let's face it, Walking Dead games don't have the. Uh, um, they have no track record. Even yeah, the arcade games kind of garbage. Yeah, so we'd have to see how this looks. I mean, the screenshots definitely look like a VR game, um, in the sense that they are very outdated. And, and and before and before listeners give me crap about not liking VR, one of the reasons I don't like VR is it doesn't work for me. Um, when I put on a headset, uh, my brain doesn't process things correctly, and I can't see the VR. So <laughs> yeah, it does not work for me. <laughs> yeah, and and that's the thing. I think that we have discussed that you know VR is a very specific tech that can. Um, fail for a good portion of the audience so that's another reason why vr games are, are few and far between and very expensive when they launch because it's a smaller market so yeah. uh we'll follow this one we'll see what it's like no guarantees one of us will play it but we will certainly talk about it once it releases if there's a demo released you'll definitely probably at least try it i think yeah i have an oculus i have the oculus rift i don't have the rift s i don't know if that makes a difference so i don't think it should matter because i do have the touch controllers but we'll see um all right last news story before we get into our topic the walking dead universe expands a new series trailer was unveiled at new york comic-con um yeah okay uh lou i'm just gonna i'm just gonna start this conversation off with a, a tweet that i quoted um yeah uh with this trailer and it was the fact that this trailer is basically the kids uh refraining from the sage advice of rick grimes and carl grimes to stay in the damn house um have they learned nothing from carl and uh this whole series is about these kids leaving a a, a quote-unquote safe space and and venturing out into the apocalypse this is taking place 10 years after the apocalypse uh, no no started. no it's not taking place 10 years is it not it's saying it says almost 10 years meaning it could be seven eight nine years i think it's meant like it's meant to be this is in line with the walking dead that that's what i like walking dead prime right that's what i gathered uh, i i think that that's the intention Mm-hmm. Um, but they show what looks like flashback sequences of the main character as a younger girl. Mm-hmm. And she's supposed to be, I think, 16, 17, 18 years old, somewhere in that vein. And she looks about 12 in those flashbacks between 10 and 12. So at most, we're going to get, I think, about eight years. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well... I mean, and I think that's why they're not saying decade. Mm. Well, it's that aside. Um, I don't know how I feel about this. I, I like we talked a bit about when there were rumblings about what this new series would be, and they showed off that weird like meet the actors bit. I, I will say now, mm-hmm. I am glad that it does not look like it's going to be Lord of the Flies because that was my fear. Yeah, the kids don't uh, appear to be at each other's throats, no, which no. is nice. No, when, when they originally announced this project, it was implied that all of our actors were going to be kid actors, and they said it was going to be about kids that have learned to survive in the post-apocalypse, post-apocalypse and I thought they were going to go Lord of the Flies with it, and it does not look like that is the case. I'm excited about that, but what they've showed me here did not entertain me and i don't think they're going to get this is being marketed as walking dead for tweens right and i don't think that's who's watching regular walking dead i think this is being marketed to a group that doesn't care and that's also my concern but then i think about stranger things in the sense that it is a I would say a mature um, TV show featuring young adults. Uh, and that show can be enjoyed by a, a wide range of young adults. But, to... but, you're, you're, but you're forgetting something. Mm-hmm. It has a compelling plot. It also has a nostalgia kick being as it takes place during the 80s. Mm-hmm. So many of the things that, the, that Stranger Things draws you in for are things that the adults would understand because they've already been part of it. I can give you the nostalgia for sure. I mean, and and I mean, I probably can go as far to give you the compelling story. Because, I mean, I don't know 
if this series is going to have a compelling story. Um, uh, from what from what I gather of the trailer, mm-hmm. the basic premise is it looks like it takes place at Nebraska State University. Okay. And they've got 6,000 people living in Nebraska State University in like a compound. Yeah. And they're keeping people alive. And the main character is a girl whose father went out beyond the wall for help or something. And he hasn't come back. And so she's decided that her and her friends are going to go and see the world and maybe find her father. And that seems to be the premise of what I, from this trailer. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's not compelling at all. That's how every <laughs> that's sci-fi how people fantasy. <laughs> it's how every sci-fi fantasy novel starts. I, I I mean, it sounds interesting. If the characters are compelling, I think the the main uh, the main young woman she seems interesting. Um, some of the other characters she, are she she seems interesting until you watch the extended portion of that trailer. Okay, where she slashes the zombie's throat and then kind of giggles about it and oh, says that's no. what you get, and then she stabs the zombie. I mean, I watched the one there in the trailer near the end. I may, maybe we're talking about the same thing. Where we probably she, are. It looks pukes? like the trailer's about no. Okay, so this lady, she sees one of this this walker who's been like merged into a wall or something. Like um, we've seen that before, uh, and she like sees it and then pukes on the zombie, laughs and then stabs it. Is no, it, we're uh, there's, about a, there's another clip. Uh, towards the end, it looked the the trailer ends like you think it's about to be over, and then it goes to black, and then it fades back in, and it's that same girl, and there's a zombie in the ground, uh-huh. and it's like part of the ground, and she slashes its throat with the with the with a blade on the end of a, a, a like a spear type thing, and she points at it and she goes, "That's what you get," and then she like giggles and looks at her friends, and then she looks at it like. Like she doesn't get that she needs to stab it in the head. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, no. I'm remembering. And, and and I was like, that's gonna be painful to watch. Well, I'm just wondering. Yeah. So maybe this isn't for us. Obviously, it's well, it's got zombies. It should be for us. Um, we'll. I'm sure we'll check it out when it comes out. Now, there's no release date except for 2020. Um, the way they've spaced out The Walking Dead in the past is to offer. The Walking Dead Prime, uh, break, Walking Dead Prime, short, like, maybe not even a short break, but, like, Walking Dead, Fear the Walking Dead, break, Fear the Walking Dead, right into Prime, and that's their, their sort of process. Do you see them going Walking Dead a month off until January, this new series, then Walking Dead Returns, like, is this a miniseries, or is this a full, like, this is a full from thing. What, from what I understand, this is supposed to be a full series. So are we getting this on top of The Walking Dead Prime? And Fear. No, but I mean like literally on top of. Like we're going to be watching two different distinct Fear the Walk- or Walking that, Dead series. I this, think the time. way they're going to do this mm-hmm. is we're going to get Walking Dead Prime. And then the second half of Walking Dead Prime, they're going to give us this along with fear you think they do a double header then, or does amc then, like and then, this is, and then this will roll into the fear premiere and then we have so a movie you, at some point so that at some point you're literally going to have two walking dead shows at all times this is a lot i think it's too much i you know i it's... think though i think the wheels are about to fall off this bandwagon really fast we are not going to talk about Walking Dead Prime as it returns to TV this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I have not watched it yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I will say is I've seen very few headlines, but one of the headlines I read said that it is possibly some of the lowest numbers the show has ever had for a premiere return. Yeah, I did re- I did hear that, and I haven't watched it either. I think... Um... I think it's one of those things where this is the 10th season. Um, it's just long in the tooth. And, and I, I mean, I don't know. See, the thing is, like, Marvel Marvel movies, Marvel's doing this as well with their TV series. And we'll see how that works. Um, but at least there, they're spreading it out. And they're miniseries. This is 16 episodes per series, as far as we know. Um, that's been sort of the, the norm. 
But yeah, you're looking at you're looking at they have to double it up or they have to shift their schedule in a way where we get um I would love to see like a Walking Dead miniseries this or another thing in between. You know, I'd be comfortable with a miniseries happening between the mid-season finale and the mid-season premiere. I'm fine with that. I think where it's tough for me is where it's doubling up. That seems weird. Um, I mean, we'll see how it works. Uh, we have about three months to prepare ourselves, so I'm sure we'll get a premiere date. Um, probably, the, I would think, the mid-season finale for The Walking Dead. That seems like a nice announceable for Talking Dead, don't you think? Yeah. So we'll we'll talk about it more then. Until then, um, I don't know, Riverdale zombies, I guess. Well, we're almost there. Uh, well, let's cap off the show with our topic, which, of course, is the conclusion to Season 5 of Fear the Walking Dead. We did say we would be back to discuss it. Lou has some As thoughts. A... I have some thoughts. Yeah. So the one thing I will say that has been driving me crazy this whole <laughs> second half of season sure. is that there's been a lot of feedback online that uh, they didn't like the show and they didn't like the direction it was going and that Logan was an uncompelling vi- villain. Um, I personally enjoyed Logan as a villain because he wasn't your typical sinister, I'm going to kill you all and take all your things type of villain. He wanted the gas and he knew that if he killed more of them or killed any of them, it meant he wasn't going to get his gas. So he sort of tugs at their strings and berates them and makes things difficult for them, keeps them on the run, steals some supplies. Basically, he makes life really, really, really hard for them, hoping that eventually they'll slip up and that he can steal their gas. Mm -hmm. Not a great villain, but I thought he was at least an interesting character. Um, when we're finally revealed that he's been working for somebody and that they've promised him into the promised land, so long as he can get them gas, I found our new villain, the pioneer lady, Virginia, the most uncompelling, uninteresting, boring magical villain that i've ever seen in a in a walking dead show yeah uh it's uh, here's the thing uh i agree with you i liked logan i liked logan's motivations i liked logan having those moments of like hmm maybe i will work with you and he always seemed oddly pressured with the oil fields in a way where he had a gun against his back and it was very hard to understand that um, until he was taken out unceremoniously by the the quote-unquote real bad guys. Which, I'm not joking, I literally stood up in my living room and, like, threw something across the room when sure. he killed. because And not because he died. I was fine with his death. But literally, our heroes spend an entire evening killing zombies to try and save the magical gas pump. Yay. Uh, they finally get through the night. All the zombies are dead. Logan walks out. Logan goes, gee, I'm starting to rethink this sort of thing. And then magically, out of nowhere, like nine people shoot him. Yeah. And all of his friends. And 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 he barely said it out loud. It's not like Virginia was really listening to him. It was like, oh, maybe we won't give them the gas. Bam! Everybody's dead. Well, I, th- I think I'm it like, was less of a... Is that what he said? I, I didn't get the sense it was um, about him not giving them the gas. And it was more about... Um, it was more about just him being in their way. You know, um, he wasn't getting what them what they wanted fast enough. Yeah, yeah, and and the new people, um, the settlers, or is that what they're they called? They call them the pioneers. The pioneers, thank you. I think it is these the pioneers, settlers, the key people. They have these little it's, keys on their shirt. They, well, not only that, but magically, now they've spent the whole night shooting zombies, killing zombies, doing all this stuff. Uh, and they're up on a ridge line, and if you looked around, there was some trees, but 
you could see some people coming mm-hmm. if they were coming. Magically, when these these pioneers show up, there's like two hundred of them with assault rifles, and I'm like, a, where'd they get the assault rifles? Uh, because one thing we've noticed specifically in The Walking Dead, now that this is almost a decade after the dead started walking, bullets and guns have become really hard to come by. Even when we were fighting Negan and the Saviors, who had an armory that was manufacturing bullets, even then bullets were still kind of hard to come by. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, they weren't manufacturing enough that they could supply an army, but there was like 200 guys with guns. Yeah. I was like, so magically these people are are a civilization that is adapted. Magically they're expanding and magically our heroes have never heard of them until this very moment. Mm-hmm. Well, Even though they've been rescuing people and finding people along the road. And you're telling nobody said, oh, hey, there's these pioneer people that are crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, we were talking to this pre-show about these new villains, and the thing that came off to me, and I will preface this in the sense that I'm not a comic book reader, uh, but they, in general, not just Walking Dead, um, these villains feel like just comic book, comic book '60s villains. Like, man, we're the bad guys, see? Uh, but we're not like we're misunderstood, see? Um, and they're just, they're killing people unceremoniously. They're showing up when it's convenient and being like, haha, join us. We're, we're the future, Morgan. And it just felt lame. Uh, I was really digging this season. I know the internet, the vocal minority and Forbes wasn't a big fan of Fear the Walking Dead season five, but I was, I really liked what they were presenting through the course of season five up until Logan died. And I agree, Lou. I, he had, I, he was going to die I, eventually, I, but I told I told you before we started recording, and mm-hmm. I will tell this to the viewers. I have a theory. Okay. And I don't think that we were supposed to be introduced to these characters until the last episode. I think what happened was there's been a lot of feedback on the internet about Logan being weak, and I think that that was all coming to light while they were wrapping up this filming process for the second half of season. And I think that they may have introduced the characters a few episodes sooner without a fished out plot line. Mm-hmm. And I think it hurt them rather than help them. Um, I think this villain, Virginia, uh, she is not as ominous as the, as alpha, uh, as much as I think the whispers are kind of lame and I see plot holes, their plot holes are not nearly as big as the Virginia and the Pioneers plot holes. Um, because yeah. Negan and Alpha are intimidating. You understand why people are willing to follow them because they're a threat. Mm-hmm. Uh you can picture Negan walking up to somebody, beating a zombie and saving their life and being like, follow me, I'll keep you safe. You know what I mean? And that's how the savior started. You can see that. Uh, same with Alpha. You can see her. I think there was a flashback of her and her husband and her daughter are in a, uh, like a like a medical facility or something. And they're trying to hide out, wait out the zombie apocalypse or whatever. And zombies break in. And you can see Alpha just being like, no, time to just start killing people and getting her and her family out. And you can see why people leave her. Virginia is just, I'm going to swear here, people. I apologize now. She's just a whiny bitch. <laughs> uh, she shouldn't laugh, but uh, you're right. She's at, at, pretty whiny. At every turn, it's like, don't you people understand? I, You never see her kill a zombie. Mm-hmm. You never see... Why would anyone follow her? I, she has zero charisma. It just goes back should... to my comment that she feels like a like an old, tired comic book villain. And I'm talking about like the Silver Age comic book villains. Not the and current the, comic book villains we're used and the to. Pro- and, and the problem is, is those comic book villains worked because they had things behind them. 
sure. like money. So you could understand he was rich. So of course everybody was doing what he wanted in the Silver Age comic book. It's the rich guy is the bad guy. Makes sense. What does she have to offer people? Nothing. Mm-hmm. Is she going to offer them land? Great. They're going to move on to your land, shoot you in the face, and then become their own group. You know, she doesn't have any seem to have any kind of leadership skills at all. And at every turn, she's trying to convince them to join, but then does these things that would obviously push them away. Mm-hmm. It's. I don't think she's interested in their and well we know now she's not interested in their whole group she was just interested in these people as resources and this kind of feels like a lighter negan you know she she comes in people are resources she splits them up she takes out the folks the leaders that uh that don't play nice or won't you know belong quote unquote um that's the whole plot line of them trying to get to that uh that uh, gulch blood gulch or whatever where they're trying to get into that that uh, when settlement they get when they get to that gulch yeah which is a big ordeal and i was okay with her as a villain kind of i was like all right i can put up with this yeah but when they get to the gulch and they decide they gotta call her for help i'm like why why all the zombies are corralled inside of a facility you line up around the gate, start picking them off, make somebody bang on the gate, get them to come, and then you pick them all off one by one. They're really not that smart. No. You know, it's something that, yeah, sure, are you starving? Are you hungry? Yes. But guess what? You're going to have to go another evening without a meal, and you're going to have to kill some zombies to do it. It's nothing that we haven't seen in The Walking Dead before. They made it sound like, Oh my God, we're all gonna die! No, you're not. Well, they—you've been in worse situations. I've seen you walk out of worse situations than this. It felt so to me. It felt like this moment of, um, and I apologize, folks, but the you know that Moses moment where they walk across the desert to their location and they get there, and guess what? It's more desert. Um, and and I only tell that story as a fable, not trying to you know. inject religion into our show but i think that when they get there and they realize this isn't the promised land it's full of a horde they all react very strongly and that i was fine with but you're right it then the next episode immediately turns into you know they call for help they 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 call their call for help and then they immediately start doing what i told you they should have done to begin with exactly they figure they they figure it out so they're now they're like oh well wait we've already called for help now we have to clear the gulch and send a clear message to uh Ginny, i think her name is i don't even know if we said her name (laughs) virginia virginia and she goes by Ginny, right yeah and um and then that doesn't even work because, as we as we men- didn't mention earlier, Ophelia stayed behind at the oil fields. That was the big whole like brouhaha, and that they said like, "Well, you guys can leave, but one of you's got to stay and make the gas." So they literally enslave Ophelia to make gas for I don't know uh, the near you've future. You've got it wrong. You've got it wrong. Is it not, not Ophelia? It's, What's it's her name? Luciana. Sorry. It's Luciana. Apologies. Yes, um, Luciana. I always get those two mixed up, and. Uh, that's just me being bad at names. Um, and then that plan falls off, and then Dwight like kind of hurts himself, and he goes off on a whole, like, oh, i got to sacrifice myself, and Morgan won't have any of that. Uh, it's just... And then it, it kind of all culminates with this... Um, the, the, the wedding, which I thought was nice, the wedding between Dory that was, and... That was great. But I was like, this is them trying to give us a happy thing with they're about to ruin. Yeah, and it, the, 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 the movie, the show ends, the series, or the season ends with everyone being split up, which, again, co- you know, echoes back to the Negan side of it. And I'm surprised Dwight and Morgan aren't like, this feels familiar, you know? Especially Dwight, who lived through, like, the 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 um the living under negan the trying to escape negan then the living under negan again and he's not being like dude th- th- guys this is bad like this is not going to end well um 
we do see a bit of that as he tries to run away from the situation when he calls Ginny, but he doesn't explain it. You know, he doesn't no. talk to to his fellow cohorts about it. And at the end of the season, they're all being split up to the point where I'm like, well, she is evil. She's splitting. Pe- she literally split two people up who just got married. I think if you were trying to save a little face, the least you could have done was like, okay, we'll keep the pairs together because everyone had kind of paired off and she made a point of splitting everyone off. And that's to me is the most devastating thing about this. But in a way that I don't care. Like, I'm like, I love, I like these characters. I like the pairings that they've set up, the very canon pairings of friends and, you know, um, father-daughter relationships and, and, you know, couples. But when you split people up, that's not the drama. I don't want to be depressed because people are away from their loved ones. Like, that's not good I think that I got the distinct impression that during the first half of the season, when they were filming the second half of the season, as I believe the first half was just airing. Right. I think they listened to the feedback and the feedback was you got to be more like regular walking dead. So I think that what their goal was is I think by the end of the season, they were like, we're going to do what the walking dead did. We're going to become the same show with more characters. Yeah. And I just and, and and to me that's just not compelling. Um, I was officially not excited to want to see the next season. Whereas when season four ended, I was so excited for season five. Yeah, I, I and I was excited for season five as well. And I'm and, I'm gonna go on record. I'm not excited for season six. I can wait the eight months that it's gonna take for that thing to 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 be to air. And yep. that's not good. <laughs> that's not what you want from a pop culture show. Um, as soon as Far From Home ended, Spider-Man Far From Home, I was like, man, I can't wait until the next one. And then when they announced that Spider-Man was out of the MCU, devastated. Never felt so devastated about a about a fictional character in a long time. And then he was announced I, back, and I was overjoyed. I've, I haven't felt that about The Walking Dead in, in quite a while. Three or four seasons, at least. I mean, maybe, maybe when Rick died but we knew it was happening like if someone came to me and said like in four months spider-man's you're gonna alone in that thing i didn't care that rick was I, I know well i wasn't alone but on the show i guess if there's two of us i was alone but um yeah and then so at the end of this they all get split off and and again that's a bummer and i can't wait for the next season where they're gonna spend the first half like everybody being sad that they're all alone um they even separate um freaking salazar and his cat like come on like really uh, that just seems a bit too much. <laughs> I will say this. If they don't return the cat next season, mm-hmm. or they reveal that the cat is now dead, or we get no updates on the cat next season, I will. this show will officially be dead to me, <laughs> and I will tell you now I won't watch anymore. Well, the, the, the fun of the, the first, like, ten episodes was just so great. And I loved it. And I know, like, you know, Reddit wasn't happy. And again, Forbes wasn't happy. But I loved it. And and this just feels like The Walking Dead. And, and I mean, we have The Walking Dead for that. So... I, I, I should say. So, one of the things that you as listeners might not be aware of mm-hmm. is we talk on our private Discord between Ryan and I pretty much all week. <laughs> yes. I send Ryan trolling articles from Forbes all week talking about how shitty this show is with the comment why does this guy even watch anymore this show is amazing I think his show his his <laughs> uh his editor is just paying him to watch Fear the Walking Dead just to torture him he yeah. literally does not like the show he should probably and I send them to Ryan every week and being like does anybody read this besides me? Because I read this and get mad and want to write Forbes and tell Forbes to fire this guy because he doesn't know anything. I'm fire. I feel sorry for the guy now. Like, <laughs> man, what's he gonna do when he? Anyways, I, and let, like let's let's get to the end of this because at the end, uh, there's this weird show off between Morgan and Ginny, and and I. I read this. I read the, an article that spoiled it for me because I was kind of like, eh, well, let's see what this is. And it just said, oh, Morgan, quote unquote, you know, gets mortally wounded or dies or whatever. And I was like, oh, wow, they did it. And then I watch it and it's like, okay, they're at a standoff. Ginny shoots him in the in the upper shoulder, which we've seen people survive worse. 
Um, and then he goes down and he's, he's feeling it and he whacks her over the head with the stick. So she's disoriented. Now I will say, I like this in the show off where she grabs another gun off a dead body and it's like a fake gun. And she like points it at his head and and pulls the trigger and it's a fake gun. It just goes, you know? And I was like, okay, that was a cool, that was a really cool moment and worked within the setting. And I liked that. Um, made morgan look like a complete badass where he just <laughs> he reacted uh he reacted a lot better than i would have i'll, I'll put that um yeah. but then Ginny just walks off with, with the zombies sort of coming towards morgan and and he's limping along and and Ginny says like we've oh seen- i hope you die and it's like what like and we've seen him get out of worse and the suspicion from everybody is morgan's dead and even the actor, they've people have been, reached out to him and said, "Hey, so did you die?" And his answer has been, "I don't know. Ask the showrunners." Yeah, like I'm pretty sure so, he's dead. I don't think he is. Oh no, no, sorry. Like, um, a lot of people are gonna, yeah, a lot of people are gonna assume he's dead, and I think that the showrunners. So here's the thing. The showrunners did this with Madison. They didn't show her die on screen. It looked very likely that she did. Um, and and we all accepted that M- Madison had, had died. Uh, and then you look at this ex- exact scenario, which is a mid-season or, or finale. Uh, Madison's death was a mid-season finale. Um, and now they're doing it again with Morgan, where he's like, dun-dun-dun, he's been shot, and he's being surrounded by the dead. He He's giving his whole, like you know, live speech, um, on the radio. And one of two things happens. He lives, someone swoops in and saves him because that's gotta be what happens. All of, and it's gotta be a new character because all of his cohorts have been taken away in different directions. Um, uh, some people are saying, oh, maybe Madison comes in and saves him, but that that would be really there is a, weird. There is a there is a rumor floating around on Reddit and a couple of other places I've seen it, and there's a rumor floating around that the actress that was playing Madison when she left when they wrote her out the way they did, there's still some kind of continuance in her contract that she can come back, mm-hmm. and that's the reason they didn't show her character die. And the rumor I heard is that they're going to say she's been looking for them all along and following their tapes. And that when she finally catches up to them, is she finds Morgan all alone and she's going to rescue Morgan. And then the two of them are going to rescue all their friends. Yeah. And if that's what they do, that might bring me back to the show. Like As Madison just that, comes back? If Madison just comes back and rescues... That might make me excited, but I don't think that that's what they're going to do. I think that's a lot of people with a lot of hope. Uh-huh. That's um, that's a that's a stretch, but I think a stretch we would all welcome I, you and I, I think, as someone who likes the think, first part of the season. I wouldn't be surprised if we do have Morgan die, mm-hmm. but I don't think they've. I don't think he's officially dead at the end of this season. I think the next season will begin with what will be Morgan's death. Yeah, sort of like Carl's death. Except it was week to week as opposed to having to wait till June to find out what happens. Um, right. I... And so I think we're going to find out that, that, that Morgan's dead or dying. And I think he is going to somehow start maybe uh, a rebellion or his death will somehow motivate our heroes into killing Virginia. And that will cause chaos amongst her people. And that's what our our heroes are going to have to deal with probably the first half of next season. Yeah. I think Morgan dying I don't, could, I don't could think be that catalyst. To, I don't think we're going to get this Virginia villain for the whole season. No. I think by mid-season she's dead. Yeah. Or, or here's what the, here's, they, they, there's two ways this goes. Okay. They kill her and chaos happens or they kill her and find out she's not really the leader. There's somebody back at Home HQ. There's, a, there's always a bigger boss. That's a bigger boss. And then that will drive me away from the show, show even more. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm fine waiting for season six. Um, I'm fine with them waiting until April to give us, you know, news of what the new Fear the Walking Dead looks like. But um, 
yeah, bit of a bummer. Uh, some other characters sort of hanging around that could swoop in were the um, the Native Americans that walked off uh, at the end of season three. They could uh, pop back in. That would probably be a further stretch because it's been years since that happened. But uh, Salazar came back, and we didn't question that. Um, so uh, other than that, I will end this by saying next week, if we don't receive any donations through Extra Life, we will be watching last kids on earth which is a new animated for kids zombie i'd say series but i think it's like an introduction it's called book one um so we'll be watching that on netflix and we'll be discussing it as our topic of course we'll have zombie news and all that fun stuff as well so look forward to that in a couple weeks and lou i've got a surprise for you you do we have an email from a lovely new listener named uh and i apologize in advance i'm gonna say kalman uh and if that's wrong please let me know i might even follow up and ask because we've got quite a few emails from kalman in the in the uh, in the queue but here's our first one hey guys kalman from minnesota here just started listening to your podcast a couple weeks ago and it's my new hub for zombie related content i was wondering if you guys ever watched the strain i know they are technically vampires but i feel like the strigoli have a lot in common with zombies along with the pre-to-post-apocalyptic setting. Also very reminiscent of the novella I Am Legend, which, if you know your zombie history, is what inspired Romero to do Night of the Living Dead. It's very different from The Walking Dead. There is a beginning, middle, and end. It's a type four seasons, and the last two are my favorite. I really, I would really like to hear you guys, your guys' take on it. Um, did you watch The Strain, Lou? I think someone uh, on this show did. I have. Yeah, okay. Um, I watched the first two seasons. Uh, the third season, there was not a lot of hubbub about, and I just kind of fell off my radar. Um, I've been meaning to get back and watch those seasons again, the, the last two seasons myself. Um, this might be the thing that motivates me to do that. Okay, cool. Yeah, and um, I've never seen The Strain, but it always interested me for a couple of reasons uh, i think gilman del toro was involved at least as a yes, producer right uh, uh he wrote, he helped write the books that these move these the show is based on oh wow cool and uh i think the main guy in it was from house of Car- the first season of house of cards and is the villain in ant-man or am i thinking of a different person? nope you're thinking about the right guy okay cool. and, and his co-star is uh uh what's his name from Harry Potter that was the 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 groundskeeper? Hagrid? Not Hagrid, the other oh. guy. The oh. guy with the cat. Really? That old yeah. guy? Yes. Huh. They're maybe? the two leads of the show. Maybe I need and to watch an episode of The Strain. That sounds pretty good. I didn't realize no. Okay, so uh, we're uh, we're gonna we're gonna go on a diatribe here. Sure, go so, ahead. I'm gonna sell you on the strain, man. Do it. I think you might have so, already had done it, and I just forgot. So yeah, let's okay. let's get a refresher right. here. So the dude from Ant Man is like a uh, uh, a virus specialist that's brought in to figure out why these people died because the CDC's brought in because they died weird, mm-hmm. and they got killed by zo- vampires, I think, or something like that. And along the way. He meets this old guy who keeps telling him it's the Strigoli. They're coming to get us. We need to get everybody out of the city. Lock your doors. Vampires are coming. And and Ant-Man guy goes, uh-huh. Sure, buddy. Whatever you say. And then it is revealed that the other guy, is the old guy, is like an old Van Helsing. And basically the two of them are running around a closed off manhattan that's been closed off to the rest of the world killing vampires and trying to rescue people and it's awesome okay all right i think uh i'm looking it up now am i do just... not watch with children no of, of course not uh i'm looking it up now and just watch just to see uh where it is available it, it, in, here in the u.s it is available on hulu oh yeah i only have the option to purchase it which it's on it's on fx so I don't know if you have any way of watching anything off FX. I might have FX um, on demand or easy access to it in a way that would be um, just a just a short sort of little purchase. So I will look into that. Uh, sounds really cool. Again, I like those actors. So we'll uh, m- m- to be determined. I think I, I think I've been convinced. 
let's wrap up the email here. As a hobby, I like to make my own movie posters for movies that don't exist. I really suggest playing around with the photo mode in Days Gone with the challenges. You can create some cool pictures with the hordes. It's quite addicting. Uh, I will comment on that as I have played Days Gone and dabbled with the photo mode. Uh, I will include a link to the poster he made. It's in the show notes here, Lou, if you want to check that out. Um, Really cool stuff. Honestly, my favorite thing about this generation is the photo modes that have been added to pretty much every game that would have never had it in previous generations. Um, I love, love that addition to games to, to not necessarily for me. I'm not a super creative person when, I, when I'm playing games. I want to play the game. But I love that it's there for people who are creative that really want to have some fun with the photo mode. So uh, I think it's great. Um Uh, And just wrapping up here, thanks for the show. Keep it up. Really not a lot of good quality zombie podcasts out there. Yes, thank you. I'm glad we we qualify as quality zombie podcasts. He does have a postscript, though. You should do retrospective on past zombie movies, like go through a timeline of the movies that shape the modern day zombie lore. I just feel like you guys focus on The Walking Dead a little too much. Would love to hear more non-Walking Dead stuff. I, I I will agree with you, Calmon. Uh, if you listen to some past episodes, we did do some retrospectives on some zombie movies long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually, we started to run into having to cover harder to find stuff, and that's kind of when we started focusing more on The Walking Dead. So I and and trust you, trust me. Uh, we do know we cover a lot of Walking Dead. Uh, it's just been very easy to cover that lately. There seems to always be a lot of news, and there seems yep. to always be a lot of shows to cover. Uh, we're we're definitely going to look into covering some more stuff soon. I think we've talked even a bit about it this week in that um, we're moving more towards an event-based coverage of The Walking Dead as opposed to yes. a week-to-week. Um, the fact that we didn't cover The Walking Dead season premiere is more due to the fact that it we're happy to wait and so is the internet if the internet was a buzz about the premiere i think we'd check it out and we'd watch it um but uh, we are probably moving to a mid-season finale season finale approach and we're gonna keep to bi-weekly because i think that works well but we're gonna look at you know movies and honestly kelman um i'll follow up via email because i believe he's listening from like episode one further which is like rule one you don't start with episode one i think that no the, the first few seasons of our show is a little rough yeah he'll uh he'll it's funny um he will probably realize that uh once he gets to like episode 100 where we start that joke starts coming up uh that you don't listen to you don't start from episode one he might get a kick out of that but uh with through our extra life thing um i will follow up directly with you and let you know but through extra life again just as a reminder minimum 15 dollar donation it stacks and you can suggest a movie that you want us to watch uh as long as it's easily obtainable rent or stream or or even VOD, uh, but uh, hey, even go above 50 and we'll do an audio commentary for, for one of them, so uh, that's at extra-life.org slash participant slash Ryan Murphy, and I will get a short URL for that next week. Lou, that's a show. Thank you so much for uh, waiting through Fear the Walking Dead with me. Um, it's really unfortunate that it ended this way, but uh, we had fun, didn't we? Yes, we did. Okay, perfect. Well, that's uh, good. Hey, hey, I got John Dory. I'm happy. Yeah, well, yeah. And he's still around, and now he's married to June, and they make a delightful couple, even though they were separated shortly after. In If most... next season they kill a bunch of people and just Dory and June ride off into the sunset, that's fine with me. Uh, yeah, I don't want them to die. I, I, want, I, I don't, don't care them anymore. to live happily ever after, you know? Um, I want them to have little little Johns and, and Junes and Dories and all that fun stuff. Um... But yeah, we'll uh, we'll we'll return to that world in in just a short six months. But until then, you can check out our Zamp Discord at bit.ly/zampdiscord. Discuss all kinds of zombie fun stuff with us, the co-host of Zombies Ate My Podcast. Want to thank the patrons at patreon.com/zombiesatemypodcast. That's where you can support the show directly uh, by going to patreon.com/zombiesatemypodcast and being a patron of the show. 
You can find our website, zombiesatemypodcast.com. That'll have all the handy links, including our email, info at zombiesatemypodcast.com, social links, our Extra Life campaign. And if you want to follow us individually to hear our thoughts on a bunch of fun stuff, you can find myself at R. Murphy, Lou at Busy Zombie Lord. And finally, don't forget to follow uh, Joel Duggan. You can check out his artwork. You're probably looking at it right now. You can see more of his stuff at joelduggan.com. This has been Zombies Ate My Podcast, and Lou, I leave the last word to you. Give us some wisdom. Somebody shoot Virginia. (laughs) I think we'll get that. Don't worry. Good night, everybody. Thank you.